the name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for a Movie Podcast. I'm Jacob, joined as always by Sage and Tate. How we doing, boys? Long time no talk. Long time. We missed our first week. Our first week in, I don't know, 150 episodes. A little less than 150 because we've done a couple of two a week. But uh, felt weird. We've went our first week without releasing an episode. Felt weird. It felt good. <laughs> it was the best day of Sage's life. Yeah, I mean, we, it was nice because we did have a little bit of a built-in excuse with 4th of July. It, the episode was released on July 3rd, so a little bit of an excuse there. Holiday weekend, lots of lots of people, even media companies off and not putting out any content. But um, I forgot it was the 4th of July. Like, two days before it was, I was just like, why is everybody canceling meetings on Tuesday? And then I was just like, <laughs> oh, fuck, it's a holiday. Yeah, yep. Weird. You know, we should have. We should have done this movie. That looks absolutely old. Very old. That looks and like it's musical. from 1776. Based on the Tony Award winning Broadway musical. Kill me. It's fantastic. I, I, I held out my 4K of the musical 1776. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's a, one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite musicals for sure. Um, well, we ain't here to review Independence Day. Nope, nope, nope. We're, we're, we are here to review a movie much older than 1776. Sage, what movie did we watch? We watched The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Supposedly a horror, a horror. Drama, horror, mystery. A wealthy San Francisco social, socialite pursues a potential boyfriend to a small Northern California town that slowly takes a turn for the bizarre when birds of all kinds suddenly begin to attack people. Starring Rod Taylor, Tippi Hedren, Jessica Tandy, Suzanne Pleshett, Veronica Cartwright, um... Leave it to yeah, Sage. Yeah, the only name I was familiar with was Tippi Hedren. I wasn't even familiar with that one. Leave it to Sage, though, to pick our first horror movie. Sage, why'd you hi, pick this hi, again? I think we asked you. Uh, I think I realized that I like Hitchcock movies, and so I just hmm. wanted to watch more Hitchcock movies. Hmm. All right. And this one seemed like a baby step into the horror. Hmm. So. Came out in 1963. I don't know if I said that or not. Um. When we last left our listening audience, this movie was streaming on Netflix. No <laughs> longer streaming on Netflix. <laughs> Month of July hit even and more. they took it off Netflix. <laughs> I, I didn't even remember that. Like The other night when I went to go watch it, I was just like, oh, only for rent. Cool. And I just rented it. The fact that you say that now, I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. frustrating. Worth the rental, in my opinion. Um, we'll get to that on the other side. Someone there? Who is it? Look. Pitch, this isn't usual, is it? We've been out back looking at the chickens. Something seems to be wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with those chickens, Mitch. That's the damnest thing I ever saw. I don't know. It seemed to swoop down at you deliberately. Birds are not aggressive creatures, miss. They bring beauty into the world. 
It is mankind, rather, who insists upon making it difficult for life to exist upon this planet. I mean, birds just don't go around attacking people without no reason, you know what I mean? I think we're in real trouble. Huh? I don't know how this started or why, but I know it's here and we'd be crazy to ignore it. To ignore what? The bird war? Yes, the bird war, the bird attack plague. Call it what you like. They're massing out there someplace and they'll be back. You can count on it. I keep telling you, this isn't a few birds. These are gulls, crows, swifts. I have never known birds of different species to flock together. The very concept is unimaginable. Why, if that happened, we wouldn't have a chance. Get yourselves guns and wipe them off the face of the earth. Thus saith the Lord God unto the mountains and the hills and the rivers and the valleys. Behold, I, even I, shall bring a sword upon you, and I will devastate your high places. Doesn't it seem odd that they wait all that time to start a, a war against humanity? What do you think they were after? I think they were after the children. For what purpose? To kill them. All right. Who ran out of birdseed? Why are they so grumpy? I, I like rested and refreshed sage I know, from the I'm, podcast. I'm borderline delirious. Yeah, I like loopy I sage. Had a chance, I haven't had a chance to think. Tate, where I want to start this last episode... You said that you started this movie and yes. stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fell Why? asleep. Fell asleep. Fell asleep. Okay. You yes. see, you didn't say that. Oh. You just said you stopped it. Ah. You did. You didn't say that you fell asleep. I think I fell asleep and I was not fighting it. I think I was forty minutes into this. I was kind of clocking it at, at the point where I remember up until and then don't remember. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think it was about 40, 50 minutes in, which. The first time I remember watching this, that 40, 50 minutes felt like an hour and a half. Like, this is a slow movie. And I, so the first time I remember, yeah. So, I mean, I basically mentally stopped it. <laughs> I knew my sleep was coming and I didn't try and stop it. I just turned mm-hmm. off the movie and went to bed. Um, so, yes, I, I wasn't the most captivated the first time I was watching this movie. Um, and I didn't even feel like waking up and finishing it. So... Uh, I'm glad Sage picked it, I guess, because now I had an excuse to watch it all the way through. But yeah, yeah, Sage, your first impressions of this thing? Uh, it was fine. Um, it was so I watched it with my grandma, which was hilarious because she, she watched it? it. I think yeah. when it came out, okay. yeah. I assume everybody watched and it. She, Every boomer watched this. Well, she <laughs> hadn't seen it since it came out, so which is kind of crazy to think that it's been about sixty years since she's seen this movie um outside of that it was fine i'm probably not going to give it a great score but i'm not going to give it a bad score uh definitely nowhere near north by northwest or uh rear window but it was fine yeah i'm in agreement there like i this is another one of those movies i think we've had a few of these that i'm glad i've seen um definitely talked about it's definitely in that cinephile movie you have to see territory. Um, I will forever be amazed 
at Alfred Hitchcock's ability to draw attention in a scene. Um, even though like the stuff that he's working with and like the effects aren't scary like they are today, you can still feel the tension and that's impressive. Um, mm-hmm. so I liked that a lot. I, I, I liked the performances. I, I, I think this is a good movie. Like this is, I think this would fall into the good movie territory. Just not like, oh, you haven't seen the birds. You have to see the birds. Tate, what did you think? Yeah, I'm right in the same boat as you, you two. I, it was fine. Uh, it wasn't the best movie ever, but it wasn't terrible. I think that the strongest points in this movie, Jacob, you were just hitting on, um, it's a very solid and sound movie. Like, I mean, from a script point of view, from an acting point of view, like, it's pretty solid. Um, I just think it was, and like, yeah, he. I think the other uh, nod of the hat that I have to him is, yeah, the way that he can build suspense for something that's not really, like, initially so scary. Um, but it really can make you kind of feel stressed during all, mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes. Um, so, good on him for that. But, yeah, I, I just think that the movie didn't really, I don't know, it, it didn't have a lot of substance to it. Um, and I thought that it was going to give me more by the end, and it didn't really. And I on it, like, well, so we'll get into it. The ending is what the only thing that I really hate about this film. Um, everything else is just fine. Uh, but the ending, I did not like at all. So that'll be my main mm. knock on it. Mamo, Mamo hated the ending. She was so it's pissed. so bad. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, I. So I think it's something that we can kind of get into in a little bit, or we can get into it now because I, I, I looked up the ending. I was like, why before? No, afterwards. Oh, okay. Afterwards. <laughs> no, yeah, afterwards. Um, well, let me try to find. Let's the let's get into the ending later. But, let's, yeah. Okay. Let's. I was gonna. That start, gives me time to find it. Yeah, I was gonna start with, um, like the. So the the thing that I do remember liking is the way this movie starts. Um, like I, I remember liking that the first time I watched it, and I remember that this time when I watched it. Like the first thirty minutes is very intriguing. Um, like when basically from the start of her going to the bird store, the guy coming in, and their whole interaction. And then this kind of mysteriousness to him, why he's stalking her, um, what her story is, and then mm-hmm. why she's so intent on go, like getting these getting these lovebirds and taking them to his house in Bodega Bay, and um, like just everything up until like and when she like very sneakily gets like the boat and goes across and like does all these things, like the whole first thirty minutes, awesome. I was like very intrigued to learn learn more about these characters. Um, to know why they're both so interested in each other. Like, it felt like there's a lot more to it. Turns out there wasn't really too much to it other than she just kind of had this, like, little flirtatious feeling of she kind of liked him and just went on this whole adventure. That's all it really was. But... Yeah, I... Uh, by, by the way, before we... Um, this is the first Hitchcock cameo that I've noticed by myself. He was in it? So... Yes, so Hitchcock puts himself in every single movie. Huh. Um, most of the time, it's pretty hidden. He's just a background character. This one, too. But as she's walking into the bird store, no. he is walking out with the two little dogs. Is that what you were going to say, Is that what you were going to point out, Sage? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> you were super excited, and then when I finished, I you were like, damn, yeah, I was you're wrong. quiet. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I won't but yeah, I mean that—that's all it was. But I. What the fuck I, I does like, Hitchcock oh, even look Hitchcock. like? Maybe I'm. Oh, he's a goofy-looking fucker. Like a bowling ball he's is a... kind of what I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Kind of actually, yeah. 
he's a he's a goofy looking fucker for sure <laughs> let me share my screen oh this shadow picture this silhouette makes him look like a bowling ball like two bowling balls put together yeah all right yeah so i did not i mean yeah i i didn't even think that to look for him and i never would have picked or caught that so that's cool yeah yeah, I, I was I was pretty happy because he, I think he's in every single one of his movies. Um, the bird and this is the first the one that I've actually first seen with the bird store. I think like the first note I had was um, that I just loved her power move on when she was just like she showed up at three and she was like I'm here to pick up my birds or my bird and the lady's like like oh birds aren't here yet um, but they'll be here any minute if you want to come right back and she's like no you can just deliver them to me. She's a badass. I like her. She's got some spunk to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She yeah, had a lot of spunk uh, to her. And a lot of like, uh, like initially just her first reaction was to just like try and fuck with this guy and act like she was the bird shop lady. I, I thought at first he was like, oh, wait, this lady doesn't work here. She's just an idiot. I know way more about birds than she does. And I'm just going to fuck with her. Um, and then it turned into and he's the, been fucking with her this whole time. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I like I, I like that opening scene. It, like, there's mystery there where you're like, why? And when she takes off and like goes to his apartment, and when she drives all the way up, driving like an absolute maniac. The when she's turning around, like when they show the birds, there's the lean that they gave the birds was the most ridiculous, stupid thing I've ever seen. But I kind of liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? That little shot. I'm like, well, that's not how gravity works. Well, and I like how easily she just kind of skated through life Mm -hmm. like when she got to this bodega bay it was the easiest thing ever to get names of literally anyone she wanted and help from anyone she wanted and everything just went so smoothly for her like she ran into no issues at whatsoever and she just fucking strolls right into his house to play this prank on him i Um, mean that's definitely like a sign of like the old, like the time that this movie was made. And like the only place you could get that now is like a super small town where, oh, yeah. like in the Midwest where everybody's just super friendly. Like you do that in like a, even a small town, like on the West or East coast, like people are going to be like, um, no, I'm not telling you where that person lives. Well, and her just as like, like a nice, well-dressed doing? city lady. That was very yeah. pretty to look at. They were all like happy to help her. Yeah. So this, this whole start, but like, that's where, I mean, I think you hinted on it. I, I thought that there was going to be some more to this story. Like, they talk about her court case or why she was in court. Still don't really, maybe I missed it, but still don't really know. They did. What was that? Like, yeah, she, it was like, a. she was saying that it was um, like a blown up and exaggerated story by a competitive, a competing newspaper from her father of her getting pushed into a fountain in Rome. Yeah, so but and, that was why she was in court. No, well, so I think she's been in court a few times. It sounds like she's a bit of a practical joker, and at one point she like broke somebody's windshield, and that's yeah. how this guy knew her. Yeah, because I just remember that he said he's like, oh, I he's like the first time we met. Oh, sorry, not met, but I saw you was when you were in court testifying, and I felt like we didn't even like I thought that that was going to be a big thing about her story was why she was in court. Um, but it seemed to not really be much of a. I think it was just more of context a, of her. A character little bit than... of context, not like a big backstory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where, but like that was just a little nugget at the beginning that started to get me intrigued on a possible bigger story. Mm-hmm. But I guess it didn't turn into anything. 
Well, and then, so I guess, like, the next character that we kind of meet was, that I really liked, oh, she was one of my favorites, was uh, Annie, or Allie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Annie. Annie. Annie? Mrs. Uh, Hathaway, or? <laughs> Miss Hathaway. Hayworth. 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 <laughs> Hayworth. <laughs> Mrs. Annie Hathaway. <laughs> Annie Hathaway, Catwoman from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I loved the, the school teacher. She was awesome. Dark Knight Rises, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I liked that character a lot too. I, I liked the mother. I could, I couldn't care less about, but oh, she uh, was the fucking worst. The, 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 his sister, I liked her too. Like her sister and Annie and, uh, Tippy Hedren. Like they were like a fun little trio that we got a little bit of. Yeah. Um, Annie was definitely the best. I'm with Tate on that one. Yeah, yeah I, I am too. Like I, for some reason I loved her voice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Good know voice. what it was. Her voice was sexy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> well, and I just kind of liked her kind of attitude. She was just mm-hmm. also a little bit like fiery, a little bit feisty, but like also kind of uh, really nice and like warm at the same time. It, it was obvious that her and Mitch, even before she says it, like had a past. And so she's like a little bit hesitant about like Melanie showing up and whatnot. But um, they're obviously like Annie and Mitch are like, had some sort of falling out. And so she's like, yeah, Mitch lives right over there. Yeah. And this is the name and this is how you get in. And like, yeah, I, I, I like the character a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like how Spoiler. they actually like became good friends. Like I liked how she was mm-hmm. the, the friend of the character right off the bat, right, the friend mm-hmm. of Tippy. What was Tippy's yep. name? The, uh, Rachel, Melanie, 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 Rachel, oh, Rachel, <laughs> Melanie, Rachel. Rachel. It's like the same thing. <laughs> He, he uh, her name your... is Alice. No, is it Lois? No, it's Alice. Like you, you're, you're going out of your way. It's Alice. I can guarantee you. Yeah, that's tape. That that was a funny scene too, where yeah. they're like, "No, it's yeah." That that was that was. Good. I liked how he asked the other guy, and then the other guy said Lois, and he's like, "It's not Lois. It's Alice." <laughs> like that made you're him double your down. Time going to the school. Yeah, like, you're wasting your time going Alice, to the school. But she's like Kathy. Well, the gentleman down there said Alice. And he was like, "You didn't know anything." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's very different, Kathy. If it wasn't for the birds, I would love to live in this town. Yeah, the birds suck. Yeah, birds were terrible. I hate birds. Not a fan of birds anymore. Well, not a fan of birds. Except ducks. Ducks are the- I even hate ducks. No, ducks if are If it flies, good. it dies. Bang, bang, baby. Um, but ducks are great. Well, I, I do have a question about the birds a little bit, because it's about to start happening. But in San Francisco, she made a comment about, like, why are all the goals doing something in the Bay? Like, so was this going to happen wherever she was? Was it because of her? That's where this movie's so bad. Like, that's where, okay, either bad or good, whatever you, like, I don't know if there's a good or bad to it, but it was annoying to me to not have any reason for this happening. Or, like, I mean, they hint at it a million times about whether it's her and she brought them. I was thinking that they were going to say something about the lovebirds that they had in the cage. Like, that it was like because these lovebirds were in this cage the entire time they were trying to get these birds out of this cage or I don't know something like that, uh, or it was like some sort of bird on human war to release the birds. Um, anywho, there nothing. There was nothing there. Yes, and so, it was so frustrating. This isn't getting the ending, but this is getting into the point. So what I googled after the movie was over was the birds why. Yes, because I just <laughs> wanted to know Google. why. Just why. <laughs> And so one of the people also asked questions was, what, what's the point of the movie, The Birds? Which is kind of what I was getting at. But um, this little 
part that was taken out that Google gives you. Paglia quotes Hitchcock explaining the reason for the birds' attacks. They wanted to exact revenge against humanity for taking nature for granted. Yeah, and that's just the most boring very boring reason especially ever. now yeah like maybe in the 60s i guess that's a not worn out idea but that's a pretty worn out little uh talking point yeah in 2023 um i thought that there was going to be a really cool reason or like a creative or unique reason that was going to make you kind of go like oh damn that's crazy or yeah or even like something like oh the sun and the planets are aligned in a certain way that's like thrown off their equilibrium and Something or like fucking that. say it. Yeah, I don't know. Say it's, it's something in the bird feed. It's making them crazy. I don't know. Like something. There was literally yeah, yeah. nothing. And it was There was wild. a nuclear spill in the ocean, and all these birds have been drinking and the water or something. I don't fucking know. Eating the fish. shit crazy. Yeah, I would have loved yeah, that. Like, mm-hmm. Give me that. Yeah, I, yes. I, was, so, I was waiting for that. I, that's the other thing I think I was waiting for this whole movie, is I was waiting for, like, once I kind of accepted that it was just a love story kind of between, uh, what's her name, Melanie and Michael Brennan. Michael? I made that up. I totally made that one Mitch. up. Mitch. Mitch I Brenner. Mitch Brenner and Melanie Daniels. <laughs> For, between Mitch and Melanie, once that like, kind of just became just a love thing between them and just a flirtatious a Boy, fling, oh boy, they were just like a married couple in like yeah, a few in, hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> Overnight. Maybe that's what happened, though, in like the rooms. 60s. <laughs> Yeah, that was hooking up in the 60s. That's how my grandma and and her husband met. They, like, met for one weekend, and then they were married, like, a week later. It it, it also probably does speak to something about a traumatic situation brings people together very, like, very quickly, like, type of deal, where, like, people do, like, aren't thinking about that, and they're just like, oh, hot dude, hot girl, like, yeah, let's, we're in this together. Yeah. Like, that type of deal. Um, but yeah, so as this kind of like as I kind of started to forget about that and I was like okay with it, I was like fine, this is just a love thing between them. There's nothing deeper about their story. Um and then it like the birds started attacking more and more. I was like getting more and more excited to find out what this entire thing was about. And it still never got answered. So I was kind of just pissed about that in general. Um you guys uh okay, so I did do a little bit of reading, so and maybe now this is a perfect time to bring up some fun facts because um, it's a lot about the birds. And um, I think it starts out... So now that we're starting to talk about the birds and like the more we talk about these scenes, I think it'll come up. Um, did you guys read it all about this? The making of this film? Right. Oh, no. I, I read something about how many birds they had on set. So it didn't even start with actual birds. So they... Well, uh, so like a little bit of backstory to how they kind of created or thought about how they were going to do this movie was this entire movie was based off of a short story that somebody else wrote and Hitchcock I guess loved it or found it and he he hired some guy to write the entire script write the entire screenplay um and he said he gave the guy free reign he just said just write this movie I know you're a good writer um and the writer did kill it but and they were going to think about real quick yeah sure uh Original story was by Daphne du Maurier, and the screenplay was by Evan Hunter. Yep. Um, and so he gave Evan Hunter free reign, it said, and they were going to figure it out later about whatever he wrote, though, they were going to try and do. Um, and so their initial, it says that the initial plan for the scenes of birds, for bird attacks, was to use artificial birds with motorized wings 
and the studio sank over $200,000, which is over $2 million in today's money, into building them. But after testing, it became clear that the mechanical birds looked completely fake on screen, so the plan had to be scrapped. <laughs> and then this, uh, this gets better. Well, and they still used them. This will come up later when we talk about it. They still used some of them for some of these scenes um, just because they had them. Mm-hmm. But it said that instead, animal trainer Ray Berwick was now tasked with catching thousands of live wild gulls, crows, ravens, sparrows, and finches for the scenes, which came with its own set of complications. Crows and ravens are highly intelligent, and uh, the guy and his crew were never able to catch more than one or two from a flock before the rest would fly and start keeping a lookout. Um, In desperation, the studio advertised a bounty of $10 per bird (laughs) to professional trappers, but this too proved fruitless. So it said that finally... um, this guy that he, they hired, the animal trainer, located a massive uh, rookery, don't know what that means, um, of tens of thousands of birds in Arizona where he and his crew wearing all black clothes and face paint were able to sneak up on the sleeping crows at night and catch them using nets. In total, over 25,000 live birds were used during filming. So A rookery is a breeding ground or haunt, especially of gregarious birds or mammals. A rookery is a colony of breeding animals. Wow, that's a very specific mm-hmm. term. Um, but yeah, how crazy is that? That like they they didn't even have like trained birds or anything. They you just use wild birds for a, a lot of these scenes. Um, so now, like with that, like as we talk about some of these scenes, it'll come up more and more later. Um, but it said that there was actually people got like actually injured. It said that twelve or thirteen crew members had to go to the hospital from bites and scratches. <laughs> Because, like, seagulls, and they said that the seagulls would deliberately go for the eyes. Um, so, like, even on set, this sounds like it was fucking chaos. So, the first bit of trivia on IMDb said, Alfred Hitchcock revealed on the Dick Cavett show in 1968 that 3,200 birds were trained for the movie. He said the ravens were the cleverest and the seagulls were the most vicious. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Just Well, like, um, after you watch this movie, like... I, I looked this up kind of like in the middle of watching the movie and I'm kind of glad I did. Cause it was before a lot of these bird attacks, they like looked v- vicious a little bit, like especially on some of the ones on like their hands or like, like mm-hmm. when they're trying to like shut doors or something like that. Um, like they, it, it looked legit. Um, I don't know how legit some of that stuff was, but it looked pretty legit. So good on him for kind of going the just crazy wild seagull route. So, so my biggest problem with this movie is that it does such a good job of building tension and does such a good job of like building you up and hoping something happens. And it's just like a roller coaster that like, once you get to the top, you just flatten out and get off and like, you just like, it's just over. Yeah. And there's not like a satisfying conclusion. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know yeah, where else we want to go with it, but no, yeah. the, the way that they built it up where I think the first bird attack well, it was her on the boat. And the second one was the kids at the birthday party. And like the one at the birthday party is the one where it's kind of like, all right, shit's got, starting to get serious now. Um, but then it feels like it just kind of dies down again. And then mm-hmm. I think the next time it comes up was when... Uh, in the house. When all the birds go into their house. Into their house. You're right. In the fireplace. Yes, through, through the, the fireplace. fireplace. Yeah. That was a wild scene. Um, that was a very wild scene. The next one was 
the old guy that got absolutely murdered. Um, and when they showed him like sitting there with his eyes poked out, that like that was probably the scariest scene in my opinion of the For entire sure. movie. For sure, easily that surprised me. Yeah, like when she walked in and you see like the birds through the windows and like blood everywhere and like birds on the ground, and then you just kind of see his foot. I was like, damn, he's dead. And then when it shows yeah, his actual show like it. face, I was like, "Holy fuck, that's the scariest thing in this movie!" Fucking yeah, goals, for man. sure. It, it yeah, and like I I do think like the effects and the use of the birds and like I think that is all done really well as well. Like especially for like the '60s. Like yeah, if it was made today, like it would look probably much different. But I don't know how much better it would really look. Like yeah, yeah. CG, especially in 2023, CGI stinks. They're spending like three hundred million dollars on these movies, and the CGI stinks. Well, and for Where this are you movie, that money? like all you really for the bird attacks, all you really have to do is yeah, just like show a bunch of birds flying really close to the camera, mm-hmm. show people panicking, and mm-hmm. have the sounds happen. And it's like that's the same way that they would make it today. Yeah, yeah. But really, I mean, today you'd probably try to get like it would just be a CGI mess, and it like you'd be like, yeah, I guess, but like those just look like like CGI birds instead of like. Sometimes it looks like maybe a mechanical bird and like birds that like maybe aren't in the same location, but like it looks like you're like, this is a pretty good job. Yeah. The, uh, the dumbest bird attack scene of the entire film though was, and it was built up really well, but was the, on the kids leaving the church or the school, the church. Yeah. That was the stupidest one. Like (laughs) when she was like, this was clearly a threat that was kind of like had been attacking them a little bit. So she just goes to choose to sit outside and like the way that they like kind of always cut back to the, and like there's more and more birds and more and more birds and more and more birds to the point where there's like a shit ton of them. And then she's kind of like, Oh shit. Uh, and goes inside to warn Annie. Mm-hmm. Their first thought is, okay, let's, let's go outside, outside and run <laughs> and not just like run to like the next house over. Let's just run all the way down the street into the downtown because that's the best idea we can think of. Like, that was just a silly goose move. Yeah, it was really dumb. Mama was so pissed. Yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> just stay in the fucking I, school. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did like the whole build-up, though. And yeah, like, yeah the build-up was really sneak good. Out. Like, even them sneaking out, like, well, yeah, dumb move, but, like, it was well done. Yeah. I'm going to be, like, super paranoid if I start noticing, like, birds, birds building uh, up. Walking together. If I see a murder of crows somewhere, I'm sprinting or shooting. <laughs> it's yeah, funny. There's it's not going to be okay. There's a bird the down here called life. a grackle, and it's like a dumb crow, but it looks just like a crow. But yeah, they're not as smart. Those shits are terrible. Um, but speaking of, so another fun little fact that I read um, about, and I think it applies to this scene that we're talking about of on the playground, all of them building up. Um, it said that to try and help them with the, their, these trained wild birds uh, to do what they wanted, they would feed them bread soaked in whiskey <laughs> to try and just make them a little bit... They'd just try and get these birds a little bit drunk <laughs> so they would, like, just a, not fly like, and just, just be, like... these guys a little more docile so they would, and, like, don't escape. Yeah, so they would just kind of chill. That proved to not work very well, it said. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. So it said what they had to do for a lot of these birds and... So, like, it, it mostly applies to this playground scene and, like, the last scene with, like, the fucking a million birds on their house. They literally had to tie these birds down. 
<laughs> like to some of the crows and to like the bars and the houses, it said that they literally were tying the birds. They would like set them there and they'd tie their feet down. And it said that still sometimes they would like, <laughs> the birds would kind of fall and be hanging upside down because they're <laughs> tied to their feet. And then they would have to stop shooting and then someone would have to run up there with like a ladder or something and go fix the bird <laughs> and then run off scene. And it said that this happened many times. But that was their way of trying to get these birds to stay is they had to tie down a lot of them after That's after getting hilarious. them drunk didn't really work. So these birds are probably just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so the scene that like, good scene, but the scene that we should have gotten like some answers was the scene in like the restaurant bar. Yeah. So with the bird, what with the, what do they, what do you call them? Or, or, Orna something? Mm. What's a bird watcher called? Bird watch a nerd? <laughs> Just kidding. That was a rude. loser? <laughs> Ornithologist. I knew it was Orna something. Ornitholo- with the or- ornithologist loser lady. Um, <laughs> she was terrible. together? She yeah. was just so stupid. I hated her. I wanted to slap her. I would have been yeah. like, go outside then, woman. Well, like we we could have used her being like a creepy old lady who's been like studying this and like expecting it and like having yeah. an explanation for us. Like that would have been awesome. Or some sort of just worked. like witch lady that was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> a witch with her cauldron. Yeah, I don't know. Something like she was behind it all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This so this restaurant scene was kind of, I feel like, one of the more climactic scenes because um, mm-hmm. so much shit just hit the fan. And it, and I mean, I'm glad that they referenced it in the movie that they were just like, yeah, this seems to be happening in a pattern of they go away for a little bit, then they start to come back and build up in flocks, and then they attack, and then they go away for a little bit again. Because I was going to be like, if they didn't like address that in the movie, even though it was kind of obvious... Um, I just would have been like pissed about why are, why are they taking breaks? Why are the birds all of a sudden attacking mm-hmm. and then taking breaks? But as long as in the characters in the movies kind of realize that there's a pattern Notice to them, too. that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, it gets a little ridiculous after like that kind of like after the birds, like when the birds start to attack and like, they pretty much light the, like blow up the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hmm. Maybe a little bit too smart for birds because birds are dumb, but I guess it was just a happenstance type of thing that you can write it up to. But I was like, okay, he just wanted to put a big explosion in. The the studio was probably like, why is there no explosion in your movie? And he's like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll do this. These birds were knocking people out, (laughs) which is so funny. I feel like this wouldn't be that big of a problem. Give me like a a little bit of riot gear and like a bat. But or at the like, same time, it would be incredibly disorienting to just have, yeah, like... it would be. It would like, be overwhelming. Enough of, them, enough of them on one person would certainly be a problem. Yeah. Like, probably. 30. Yeah. But, like, I don't even want a bat. I want, like, a rake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so I can, like... Because a bat's too small of a surface. Give me a flamethrower. Like, like <laughs> well, yeah, a flamethrower <laughs> would also be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, like just like a rake where you can just like get some hit like a few at a time and like get them off of you like that 
I, I would not die. I will never die from a bird attack. I will never die from a bird attack. I will guarantee you that. <laughs> I will not let that happen. <laughs> no, it's just not going to happen. Like The bitches in this movie let that happen. I will never let that happen. <laughs> I will I will do it to myself before I let a bird do it <laughs> yes. to me. Fucking birds. You are are you wild, gonna... You're wildly confident. Will you take that you pledge think, with us? You or think those... are you... I'm not going to jinx myself. You guys it's just not, jinx yourselves. No, it's no. the opposite of jinxing ourselves. It's confirming that this is not okay. ongoing. going And honestly, birds and I birds, don't if get you're along. listening to this, crow, come at me. Yeah, I'll Idiot. eat you. I'll eat crow. Yeah. I've been chased by Canadian geese. I've been chased by roosters. Yeah, you've been chased by a rooster. Been... That was funny. <laughs> I've never seen Sage I... so scared in his life getting chased by a rooster. It was pecking at my was heels. <laughs> Sage, like, like 16 20. or like 20. <laughs> I was twenty. Look, I, I I have had to take care of uh, family friends' chickens, and they've got a rooster. Roosters are certainly mean. Roosters like, I, are mean. I, yeah, I, I would. I purposefully wore my cowboy boots because, like, I was trying to like fill up their water, and like every time I'd go in, the rooster would just like start pecking, and so I'd be like, "Fuck off! I don't want to get pecked." So I just put my boot right in his face, and he'd just peck the bottom of my boot. I'm like, yeah. "Fuck off, dude! Let me get you water." <laughs> After- but like if. That rooster is not going to kill me. I would kill no, it. I like a goose. I wouldn't let that happen. I would. I'm not going to lie. I would love to kill a goose. Can you <laughs> imagine just picking it up by the neck and just flinging it around? Like my grandma that would would do be that a with very you. Satisfying kill. The one time that I, I think the scariest experience I've had with a bird is when I was like 12 years old, and I was hanging out with a friend, and we were in the backyard, and we had like a little stuffed animal. You know, I don't even think it was a bird, um, but there was a goose with a couple of like it's geeseling. Gooslings? Goslings. 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 Ryan? Yes. <laughs> Ryan Goslings. Um, and we were, and like, it would hiss at you, which I fucking hated. Mm-hmm. And we would go outside, and I remember, like, me and my buddy would th- throw this little, like, thing around. And at one point, I think it thought that it was, like, one of its chicks or something like that. Because it, like, it flew at us. And it was the scariest thing I've ever experienced. But... If if you think that a bird is still gonna take me down, you're wrong. I hate birds. I think the only I think the coolest bird is probably the owl. Owls are or like the, the bigger the bird, bird, the cooler they get. Owls That's are definitely nuts. the coolest bird. Still yeah, owls. owls. Owls are kind of freaky. Yeah, actually, great horned owls. So like some of those bigger birds, I would definitely have a tougher time with. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Like like a hawk or an eagle or an owl. Like sure, yeah. I I would I would walk out walk away from that. Probably needing to go to the hospital, but I still think I could, I could take up to five <laughs> eagles. Yeah, five eagles, five big birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. And like, I could probably take one ostrich, maybe We're, two. I think one eagle could, is equivalent mm, to like forty crows. Yeah, you would get an emu would kill you. Yeah, an emu. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, no, for sure. What is that? Oh, what's what's the human killing bird? What is that? Pterodactyl. Um, no, it's the. This thing is. Cassowary. Show me a picture, Jamie. Well, this thing I probably don't have a chance against. Yeah, game over. Yeah, I mean, if I came across that. Look at its face. Look in the scroll up. Scroll up. This one? No, the one no, right up, above that. The really close up, up face. Up to the left. Left of that. To the left. Left of that. That. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't, like, cassowaries, I am pretty sure have killed people before. Um, Babies, maybe. How about, let's Look just up cassowaries cassowary versus count. grown man. <laughs> oh, okay. Only one human death was reported around a, among 150 attacks. Our fucking... A 16-year-old. Yeah. And his brother, age 13, came across and, probably, and tried to kill it by striking with it. Huh. Classic Australia. Cassowaries, right. like, I would definitely have a problem with. Um, but, like, also, think of an emu. Like, you could take an emu. Think about how long that neck is. Like, you if just get a hold of death. that thing and, like, do a little power slam and just, like, move that neck around as much as you can. That thing's going to die. If it was life or death, you know I, mean? I think I could take an emu. But, yeah. I'm definitely never going to be scared of crows and gulls. No. Back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun little bird tangent. Um, Tippy Hendren. So it relates to the scene. Um, Hedren. Right. Um, it relates to the scene where she went to the phone booth like a fucking idiot. She's so dumb. Uh, when she did that, I was just like, what are you doing? You're like in a house. You run outside just to run into a glass phone booth. And then what are you going to do from there? Like, I, th- I thought she was going to call someone. She doesn't even do that. She just, like, sits there and just gets just obliterated. Um, but there's a funny backstory behind this. So, Tippy Hendren. Hedren. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was a model. Like, a, she was, a I think, just in commercials or just maybe, like, in a magazine, like, kind of model. Um, and Hitchcock saw her and signed her to a seven-year contract. Um, so she's been in, like, a couple of Hitchcock, Hitchcock movies. But she signed him, or, yeah, he signed her to a seven-year contract to only work on his movies, I think, for um, or anything that he was doing. And she said that she took it because it was her first acting job. This was, I think, one of her first acting gigs, which is surprising because she was actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. But she said that she always felt like there was, like, an affection that he had for her. Um, and There's some hairy stuff with that yeah so it says that during the filming of this movie there was one night where they were all like celebrating something or whatever and then they all went out to dinner and um when he was like when they were driving back to drop her off they were in the back seat of a taxi or a a limo together and she she has she has a memoir out and in her memoir she talks about how he made um aggressive moves on her and she basically pushed him off um got out of the limo and ran and then the next day is when she had to film this scene of her in this, like in this parking lot, like they were doing this whole scene. And she said that um, in her memoir, she claims that she thinks that there might've been a little bit of a kind of uh, a, a, like not an attack on her, but like just a shot at her that Hitchcock was taking. So with these scenes where she was in the glass phone booth, they were using those mechanical birds that they didn't use for the rest of the film. They were using those to fly them into the glass. So they were actually like full speed flying these mechanical birds into the glass phone booth while she was in there. And one of the ones they flew really hard and it shattered the shattered some of the glass. And it said that it gave her a slight like cut above the eye. And like there are like people were in like staff were like pulling glass out of like parts of her head, um, like little shards and stuff like that. Nothing crazy. But, yeah, so very wild. Like, And I read that before I watched the scene. So that Hitchcock guy, a little crazy. 
So here's something that's crazy that I just found out related to Tippi Hedren. Guess who her granddaughter is? She's a famous actress. Um, mm. I think she's a fantastic actress. She was in a role that sullied her name a little bit and made people think that maybe she wasn't the best. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Did you look that up? No. But yeah, Dakota Dakota Johnson's her granddaughter. What the shit? So That's Dakota Johnson's parents are Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson. And Melanie Griffith is Tippi Hedren's daughter. Huh. Crazy. Crazy. You know That's who Don wild. Johnson is, right? Nope. Don Johnson's an awesome, awesome actor. This guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely knows face. Yeah. Um, he's been in he was, Miami Vice was his big That's one. That's Dakota Johnson's dad? What the yes. fuck? Yes. Yeah. 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 Don Johnson's awesome. I mean, I think the... Yeah, so, anywho, kind of back on scenes in the movie... Um, it's kind of, it was like after this scene with the whole fucking Bodega Bay lighting on fire and chaos, absolute chaos. Um, it was, this is where the movie, I think, starts to get worse. Um, yeah. They go back and try to find Annie and Kathy. Yeah. And like, we don't have any explanation on like where they went and like it just kind of jumped ahead. Yeah. Um, and like, like how, even just like from like Annie hiding get in a car there? to, like, yeah. Yeah. Like this movie starts to jump around and it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden brutal Annie's death dead. For Annie. Yeah, like brutal, brutal death. Like I was very bummed when Annie was dead. Yeah, yeah. I was like, take um, the mom, not Annie. Really good acting from Kathy though, from Veronica mm-hmm. Cartwright. That's Daughter. actually a very famous. No, oh, she was in Aliens. Oh, she was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> Kathy Wild. was. Yeah, she was the she was Nancy in that one. Oh yeah, she was in Alien. Yeah, what did I say? Aliens. Uh, I thought aliens. Hmm. Yeah, she was really fucking good in this movie. Yeah, she honestly, was, like she was oh, good. Acting, that was her acting across the board was really good, but she was maybe the most impressive just for being a kid. And this is her. Remember this character from Invasion? Yeah, a little bit. Sage is the loudest. Sage has got the world. some heavy hands. Oh yeah, definitely remember her from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. Kind of a bigger cast than I thought. So, yeah, this movie gets to the dumbest part of it all, which is they board up the entire house. They go back to the house. They board up the entire house. Um, and the entire time they're like, like I think at one point somebody says the smartest idea out of all of that. And they just say, why don't we just leave? And he's That's like, "That's the mom. Yeah. The mom said, <laughs> and Mr. Brennan or whatever, after he just got absolutely gut punched by, uh, I don't, I forget when she said it, but like taking the shot at him for not being like, like the, the dad not being there, like him mm-hmm. not being able to take care of them, man, if you're the son of like, like I think, I think it was like your dad would know why this is happening. She was just like, your dad would protect like your dad us. would know what to do. Yeah. 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 And he was just like, oof, like that's a, oof, that's a big hit. Um, so she Sick absolutely move, totally, yeah. Fucking rocked it with that one. And then he just feels the need to protect everyone. And he does a shitty job, honestly, like boards up the entire place. They're like, we should leave. And he's like, no, <laughs> I forget mm-hmm. what he even says, but he's just like, no, it's not safer or something like that. Or like, we can't leave our home. Something so dumb like that. 
that's when this starts to get terrible. The whole scene where they're sitting in their house and like you hear all the birds outside flying around and like trying to get in, that was like suspenseful. I was like, ooh, this is good. Um, and then when it wears down and it kind of, everyone starts to doze off and falls asleep, um, I was, it was very suspenseful, her going up into the attic. I did not know what we were going to find out and what we were going to see. But I was I, like, almost like looking away. I was like, damn it. Like something about the dark, something about being alone, something about like just, you know that n- nothing's good is on the other side, but you don't know what. You, well, you can hear the bird flapping. Yeah. I thought and it like, was going to be I, something crazy. And it wasn't. Her opening that door was so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? This was the most why? frustrating scene from her. Yes. And, but it was really well. And like that bird attack scene when she's in the bedroom and like she can't open the door. God. Frustrating. Yeah, that was but so, so good. Like it was so good. It was so frustrating. And the fact that she just like kind of gets knocked out again. I don't know how these birds are knocking them out, but um, it was. They just go right for the temple. I, well, so I thought though that they were going to, it was going to be something really crazy. Like there was something in the attic the whole time that was like possessing these birds or something like this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was going to see something really like visually kind of fucked up that was going to explain everything. No, nothing there. She just opens it and there's just a hole in the ceiling and a lot of birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, and then she just gets continually attacked and she's unable to open the door and get out. And I, in my head, I was like, just scoot over to the side of the door and open it that way. Then you're not going to get attacked by a bird and pushed into the opening door. Like, I was like, yeah. why are you doing this? Like the easiest situation to get out of ever. Yes. Yes. It's opening a door. It's literally opening a door when a bunch of birds that you should not be able to get killed by. And it went on for I so long. That <laughs> was a very long scene. She got yeah, attacked it forever. Was unbearable. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, if she's going to die, then just do it. But yeah, like just don't make me so mad that she's not opening that door. And then, like I was confused also, and like that's where like it like I I will lean towards the bad side when they're like she like wakes up and is like freaking out, which is fine. But then they give her like half of a sip of like brandy, and she's just like zoinked. Yeah, her acting <laughs> after like, that scene I thought was terrible. Like I was like, wait, is she dead? Yeah, and then. She like kind of moves her head a little bit. I'm like, no, she's alive. And then she's just like walking. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Th- this yep. movie totally lost me. Yes. But but then there's a good scene in that too when he like walks out and he's like sneaking around all the birds. Like I thought that was well done. He listens to the radio, kind of like gets everything set up. But then when it's like with everybody else, you're like, and then it just ends and you're like, also, ah. I just hated that ending. Like, explain yeah. to me why they're not attacking them at this point. Like, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but, like, the fact that he was just... It, he boarded up the entire house because they were so scared. They While the house was boarded up, they were getting attacked all night. She got attacked. Again, not even... It was still, like, inside the house. And then him walking outside the house in between a million birds. Like, I don't know what his thought process was to just be like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to go start the car then. And he's and like and no one was just like, are you kidding me? There's a million birds outside. Don't go outside. That's the one thing we're trying to avoid. And he just goes outside, waltzes right into the garage, opens it, starts the car, pulls it forward, and then goes back inside. And he's like, hey guys, we're all good now. <laughs> that that's yes, and like that's more of like 
the scene was well done because like it built the tension. You thought something was going to happen and then something just didn't happen. And they just drive away Um, and it's like, what did I just watch? Yeah. So the original ending of the birds was supposed to be a lot more elaborate. Mitch and family were supposed to drive through town and see devastation and dead people. There were supposed to be more bird attacks, a proper Hollywood blowout. I kind of would have liked to see them go through a zombie land type of Mm -hmm. uh, bodega bay. Bodies everywhere. So this says the ending may seem anticlimactic, but that's surely the point. Hitchcock doesn't want to resolve everything for you. You don't know where the birds came from, and you never find out. Will Melanie recover from her shock and and marry Mitch and settle down to live happily ever after? The whole family be killed on their way out of town? If so, you'll never see it. The film ends with the birds in possession of the field and the humans slinking off, hoping they'll be allowed to escape. Yeah, sure. I just think that makes me care about this film less. Yes, and like... It's fine that he Again, leaves it like, like anticlimactic, but I care th- about this. It is something that I've, I've I've brought up before, and like where that sounds like something that is probably very um, new for storytelling and filmmaking, where like you don't get all the answers, type of deal. You know what I mean? Like, but now we have so many movies that do that, and like maybe even do it a little bit better we don't have the appreciation for it that some people may that watched it when it came out or like when this was a revolutionary thing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's frustrating that they like hinted at yes. possible reasons the whole time and then yep. give you nothing. And like, but. it's one thing to like have an ambiguous ending, but to have a completely nondescript ending and no explanation for anything is frustrating. And it's not the greatest storytelling in my opinion. No, like it- I, you need something, you need some sort of, you need to establish some sort of rules and then you can't break those rules. Like, but like there were never any rules established. Yeah. There are no rules established and they just kept kind yeah. of breaking whatever rule you thought was implied. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, just walks outside, starts the car and then goes outside and they were just like, Oh wow. You're okay. Are there any birds? He's like, yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> Oh, well then how'd you survive? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, is it okay to go? He's like, sure, I guess so. They're letting us go. So, like, it just seemed, like, clueless. Like, the guy, Brennan, didn't have a game plan. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm going to go start the car, and I guess I hope I don't get attacked, and that was all he had to it. And then nobody even says a word. Like, they all just get into the car, and nobody is like, hey, why aren't the birds attacking us right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was reading that. It was supposed to ambiguity was kind of the point. Like that it was pisses supposed me off. to be consistent of they have no idea why birds are attacking in the first place and they have no idea why they're not attacking them and letting them go. It's just yeah, it's supposed to be like a kind of a mystery, like you'll never know why the birds attack them. Okay, get this. Here's my alternate ending. He goes to he's like insanely scared to go outside and he's like, I think I'm gonna go start the car. He opens the door. There's not a single bird in sight. Not a bird in the sky. Not a bird on the ground. Not a bird on the roof. No birds anywhere. And he still walks the same. He's very cautious. He's very scared. He still walks the same. Starts the car. Comes back inside. And then like it kind of leaves you wondering, are the birds like hiding? Are they going to attack him? Did this all ever even happen? I don't know. That would be, to me, a better ending than just the entire house covered in birds that aren't for some reason attacking mm-hmm. 
I, I looked up movies with ambiguous endings and like inception that's a good ambiguous ending right it, it leaves people leave the theater talking that's um, the king of that's the king of ambiguous for endings. sure um american psycho like even though I, I didn't really necessarily care for it but it's still one that like there's explanations and like there's enough clues throughout the movie that you could piece something together either way and they leave it open-ended so you can have either opinion um birdman birdman was a pretty ambiguous ending you're like what the fuck was that but like in a kind of a good way you know what i mean that that's main the main movies on the list but like well and i'm just thinking for mostly like horror movies because there's a lot of horror movies that are like just scary just to be scary and they don't like paranormal i don't know even know if they explain what's really happening in paranormal activities um and it's still scary but that one to me is like yeah, not but, that good of a movie it's just a scary movie right and like like that type of scary movie is like it's paranormal activity it's some sort of ghost or demonic and that's all you need to know activity that's happening and that's all you need to know because that that's Everybody has a basic understanding of what that looks like from pop culture stuff. And there doesn't need to be um, a reason of why it's happening. Right. We live have lived our entire lives with a bunch of birds around us and have never like they've never attacked masses and exploded a gas station. This this also was pretty interesting about kind of some background to uh Hitchcock making the movie. So the birds was adapted from that short story, but the horror movie took inspiration from a true story involving birds plummeting from the sky and terrorizing the residents of a seaside town in California. The true story saw thousands of seabirds come crashing to the ground on the shores of North Monterey Bay. These birds threw up anchovies, flew straight into the ground level objects and died in the streets. Hitchcock lived in the area at the same time and called the local newspaper for more information about this strange occurrence. It turned out the birds had consumed like domoic acid, a toxin produced by multiple species of this uh, type of algae. And when ingested by birds, this toxic algae can cause confusion, disorientation, seizures, and ultimately death. God, that's awesome. Make that this so movie. That, that was that's the a great explanation. Kamikaze birds just mm-hmm. flying into everything. Yeah, that, that, all because if that of was in the movie, that would have been algae. awesome. Yeah. Like that, that would have elevated this. And, could have led to some sort of conclusion about that could still be ambiguous. Yeah, it felt like yeah. the the reins got away from Hitchcock and the writer on this one, and they didn't really know how to wrap it up. Hitchcock seems like a very artsy guy, so it's not terribly surprising for him to be like, ambiguity is the answer. Well, and it's such a cop-out answer. Yeah, like... Uh, you could totally make the, the end of this movie and then just be like, fuck it, I don't know, just tell him it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like melancholia. Well, we good for some scores. Let's let's wrap this thing up with no ambiguity. No ambiguity. All righty. From the aggregator, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 90 on critic on Metacritic. So the critics like this more than the general audience, which is unsurprising. Yeah. Um, for sure. I can go first. I already got mine. Uh, 74. It's uh, it, it it's good. I think it's it's it, it's a good movie. It's just not um the most special thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, it, I mean, it was a good, I think generally it was a good story up until the end. Um, and I liked the writing. I liked the acting. I just didn't really love the movie overall. So yeah, I'm going to give it a 70. That's actually spread. So I'm going to give it a 77. I probably would rewatch this movie. Um, I don't know what was entertaining about it. I think it was, 
the first half of the movie that was pretty much when things started getting out of control is when it got bad. But I would probably give the first half of a movie like an 85 in that territory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I may even go higher, yeah. Yeah. So I think it balances out somewhere around 75, 77. So I'll just give it that little extra bump to 77. As someone that's seen this movie one and a half times, I don't care to ever watch it again. (laughs) I'd watch it again. It's one of those where if like someone hasn't seen it and it's been 10 years since I've seen it, I'd watch it. Yeah. If I get dementia and I forget that I've seen it, then I'll probably watch it again. That's what happened the first time. <laughs> All righty. That is an average score of 74. Tate, it's your next pick. Oh, shit, shit, shit. All right. Uh, well, we're going to all be watching this one together, right? Maybe. Maybe. Let's not make any promises. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hopefully. I'll say hopefully. All right. Well, all right, we are going to be watching Green Room from 2015. And you know what? Wow. Your boy's sticking to the horror theme. No. <laughs> Tate. I can't wait to watch a horror with Sage. Interesting. Okay, yeah, like Tate said, uh, 2015, an hour and a half long. A punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi sinkhead skinhead bar. I'm sorry. Um, directed by Jeremy Solnier. Um, not sinkhead. Um, starring Anton Yelchin and Morgan Boots, Alia Shaket, Patrick Stewart. Like the Patrick Stewart. No, Patrick Stewart from X-Men and Star Trek. Where is this movie from? Is this a European movie? I don't know, but Patrick Stewart is in it, and so I don't think it's European. That's a little bit Sean Connery there, but I'm going for the Patrick Stewart. Professor X. That could be so many people. (laughs) I know it, but I'm stuck in it now. Good news is, is that it's streaming on HBO. It is on Max. Nope, it's not on HBO. It's on Max. Oh, right, right, right. Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, A24. So it's an artsy horror. My favorite. Oh, it is an A24. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I hate A24. Wow. I've, well, oh. and so I've, I picked this because a friend asked me if I've seen it. And I was like, no, but it sounds kind of good. And they were like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I asked another friend about it. I was like, hey, have you seen this movie? Who's like kind of an artsy film buff guy? And he was just like, oh, yeah, that movie's great. So I was like, all right, that's all I need. I was like, two people that say it was pretty good or pretty great, and it's an A24 horror, hour and a half, that's the easy pickups. I already know I'm going to hate it. I can't wait to watch it. I think this movie looks like it actually could be kind of scary. So, like, the birds I knew was not going to be that scary. Mm-hmm. But this one looks like it right, could well, be. I'm excited. I haven't, I haven't really watched a scary movie in a little bit of time here. So um... Watch this one alone with all the lights off, Jacob. <laughs> well, we'll figure out a plan. Maybe, maybe you guys could come up here and we can watch it on the big TV at the surround sound. I just need to watch it with Sage. That's all I need to do. I'm going to make sure that he watches it, doesn't look away or cover his ears. I'm definitely going to look away and cover my ears. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, we will figure out our plan to watch that together or not together. Um, offline in the meantime if you would like to get in contact with us you can shoot us an email at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at GD4GD underscore movies, Instagram, GD4GD.movies. If it's a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of the podcatchers that take ratings and or reviews, and if not, then I'm going to fly a mechanical bird into your face. I won't serve you Bloody Marys. I may do something, I may not. You will never know because it's over. Ambiguity. Ambiguity. (laughs) Ambiguity. We'll catch you next week at the movies. Here, I don't give a damn. Can be a panic, just a panic. He's looking at you, kid. And any I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Remember, force will be with you always. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Tonight, we take a look at Alfred Hitchcock's 1963 horror thriller, The Birds, starring Tippi Hendren as a woman menaced by birds for reasons that are never explained. Why did Hitchcock not clarify what the birds were up to? I do not know. Let's look now at a recently unearthed alternate scene in which Hitchcock tries to really spell out what's going on with the birds. Here we go. Get me the sheriff. Uh, this is Sheriff McCafferty. What's the emergency? Birds. I'm sorry, did you just kind of gently whisper the word birds? What does that mean? It, me- it means birds. The flappy, flappy things. They're trying to kill everybody. something, please. These birds, they're the jerk of the year. Has anyone said, like, shoo, get out of here, bird, like with a hand wave? No, no, there's too many and they're too mean. Okay, so so these are birds of prey, like a, like a hawk or an eagle? No, no, they're seagulls, you know, the little guys that eat french fries at the beach. Oh, no, look! They set fire to the gas station. How? So, Sir, I cannot explain. No, 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 no. You just said that a bird set fire to a gas station, so you need to explain that to me. Maybe the bird took a cigarette from someone and then, like, flapped it into the gas box? I do not know. Uh... Now what's happening? The birds, they just birded a man to death. Oh, no!
found a glass cutter. No, please. It's got a knife. Please do something that birds weren't raised, right? Ma'am, you are hysterical. There is no way this is all happening because of a bunch of no good I have to call you back. I just read a piece of trivia that when that said when Patrick Stewart read the script, he was so scared he locked his doors and poured himself a scotch and said, I have to do this movie. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I heard I I wasn't gonna tell this to Sage because I didn't want to hype it up too much. I heard that it's legitimately very scary. Like and good movie. But I've heard it yeah. is actually like I, I'm a, a little bit yeah, scared to watch it. That's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> That's the outro. Yeah. You should use that as the after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Sage is never going to listen to this. No, never. <laughs> but um, everyone else can laugh at him.